0: Of gathering in Jesus name don't we mm, hearing Amen. the word father we're just so grateful thank you for your holy presence hallelujah thank you for your word mm. thank you for your holy spirit we're just so grateful so grateful so grateful lord thank you for pouring out your spirit even in this service Lord, I'm asking for a pipito, that Greek word where your Holy Spirit comes down and just kisses our necks and embraces us. Every person, may you experience that embrace of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. amen. So I'm continuing on our discussion of words, but tonight I'm de- we're going to talk about declarations. What are they and Why? Why do we make them? I'm kind of excited actually about this message. All right, Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 is where we're going to start. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The CSB says the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. I don't know if you've ever been to a doctor. Everybody, right? At least once in your life. One of the first things they want to check out is your tongue. Your tongue. They can tell a few things by looking at your tongue. Did you know that? If it's coated, you may have a fever. If it's yellowish, you have some digestive issues. If it's black and hairy, ah, not a good sign. (laughs) That might be very poor oral hygiene. Or it could be a sign of diabetes. If they see small little bumps on your tongue, they might ask you, is it hurting? If they are small bumps and they're painful, you may have a virus. An enlarged tongue can indicate allergies or an infection. If it's very bright red, you have some kind of a deficiency of folic acid or B12. If it's white and pasty, it might be a sign of infection. So yes, they always want to look at your tongue. Same thing spiritually. A look at our words, can tell a whole lot about a person's spiritual condition. A very famous church father, Justin Martyr, said, and I quote, by examining the tongue of a patient, physicians find out the diseases of the body. Philosophers find out the diseases of the mind. Now, isn't that interesting? The diseases of our mind show up in our words. And then he writes, Christians can find out the diseases of the soul. Listening to our words. Matthew chapter 12, verse 37. Jesus said, by our words we are justified, and by our words we will be condemned. It's a big deal, friends, what we say. And hopefully this study on words, are you finding yourself a little more conscious of what you're saying these days? Okay, good. And we want to even become proactive because we want to be about this business of advancing the kingdom of God in our own lives and in the lives of those around us. Because God's word, as we talked about, tells us that we frame our world with our words. We also know from what we've been discussing recently that we have this divine creative ability that God's given us to call things that be not as though they were. We looked at James chapter 3, verse 4, where the Holy Spirit gives us insight into the power of our tongue to steer our life. Just like a mighty ship. Though they are massive, and I talked to you about how they, like the Titanic, weighed 200,000 tons. That's a lot of weight. None of you weigh that much. But we all think, it's you know, you don't know what you're talking about that with the tongue you can direct your life. Well, look at this. We're talking about a great big 200,000 ton ship that's even driven by the fierce winds. And we talked about that. No matter the intensity of the storm going on in your life or the impossibility facing any one of us, it's our words that determine our direction at any one moment friend we are either using our tongue to align ourselves with heaven's intentions or we're giving agreement to the enemy of our souls we literally eat the fruit of our words and we looked at Proverbs 18:20. I think we're gonna bring that up again for you from the ASV a man's belly shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth with the increase of his lips shall he be satisfied and then we looked at that very blunt translation the good news translation Mm, well, that can't be the right one. Let me see. Good news, is that it? Well, anyway, the one I have says you will have to live with the consequences of everything you say. You, you just, we have to. Yes, that refers to kind words. When I was a kid, they kept saying it has to do with kind words. Kind words are mean words. You're going to have to deal with the fruit of it. But it's way more than that, friends. We're talking about a spiritual law as pervasive as the law of gravity. How many times can I drop my Bible on the floor and it's going to fall down, down, down? Every time we speak death, we're going to get death. If we speak life, we're going to get life. The great punishment of the extra 40 more years in the wilderness was all connected to what they said. And, of course, what we say reveals what's in our heart. Numbers 14, verse 28, the New King James says, as truly, now this is God speaking, he said, as truly as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so will I do to you. Now why is it that we think God isn't listening? Unless, of course, and this I hope this doesn't come off being Well anyway, this is what the way the Lord gave it to me. Sometimes we think God's only listening when other people are speaking. Especially when they're cursing and they're using profanity. Now I used to be extremely critical, very disturbed when people were swearing around me. And I would take them to task. I'd write them letters and I'd go right up to them and I'd talk to them. But the Lord took me to task. Because he was showing me what I called evil was a little different from what he called evil. And I know I touched this on last, I touched about, I touched on this last time. I can't talk today. Uh, let's look at Psalm 34 verses 12 and 13. And this is actually quoted again in 1st Peter chapter 3. So this is the question from heaven. Who's the man? Who's the woman? Who's the teenager who desires life? Anybody looking for life? How many of you love many days? Who would like to live a long time? There's the second one. Then he gives it a third part. Anybody want to see good in your life? Okay, all three are all connected to number 13. Verse 13 says, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit or guile. And may I just say, we've been talking about the lies of the devil, right? Why do you think he works overtime planting all those stupid lies in our hearts and in our head? Because he wants us to speak them. And when we speak them, that's what's happening. That's what we're going to experience in our life. And again, we've been traditionally taught that keep your tongue from evil. That means no cursing, no profanity, no swearing, no dirty jokes, no dirty stories. But it's way more than that. Let's look a minute at Numbers 13, verse 32. Verse 32. Again, this is in the episode with the 12 spies. Where is it? Where is it? They brought up an evil. Oh, there it is right at the beginning. They brought up an evil report of the land. So what does God call evil? I'll tell you what God calls evil. He calls the negative, the unbelieving, Words that cause the entire congregation to weep and to cry and to moan and to groan and to shrink back in fear. That's what God calls an evil report. So that's why God took me to task. Here I was complaining to them, you're cursing the name of Jesus. And then what am I doing? I'm being super critical. I'm being very negative. I'm being critical. Well, uh, I think God's changing me. (laughs) I'm trying really hard. Our words, friends, can carry fear. Or they can carry faith. And we looked last week at a whole bunch of Bible characters who demonstrated what the Bible calls the same spirit of faith. 2 Corinthians 4.13. We looked at Abraham and Sarah. We saw how God taught them to call themselves what he was calling them. The Holy Spirit hovered over that whole situation for, what, 24 years. Finally, he gives him a big hint. I'm going to just change your name so you start saying it to each other constantly. You're the father of many nations. Good morning, father of many nations. Good morning, princess. Yeah. Okay, then we looked at the woman with the issue of blood who used her words to release her faith. We saw in the Greek how that phrase in Matthew 12 9, excuse me, chapter 9, verse 21. I think, bless her heart, Jennifer's going to show it to us. The Bible says she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But in the Greek, that means she said it and she said it and she said it over and over and over again. Hallelujah. Or again, as 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, she believed and therefore She spoke. We were encouraged by Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and we looked and we listened to their words of faith. We saw how God honored their faith by showing up as the fourth man in the fire. We looked at David daring to believe God to take down not only the giant, which we all knew about, right? But he dared to speak out loud that the entire camp of the Philistines was going to be brought down. And again, I want to remind you, friends, this is the same spirit of faith that we have. Glory to God. We believe and therefore we speak. So let's talk a little bit about declarations. Google defines declarations as a formal or an explicit statement or an announcement. I kind of like that because that means I'm using my mouth to announce to my soul, to my mind, to my will, to my emotions, what God's word says on any given topic. It's intentional. You don't just accidentally speak the word of God over a situation. It is always on purpose. It's also an announcement to the enemy. There are times, and I'm declaring and decreeing from this night on, it's in the past only. None of us ever again are going to align ourselves with hell's intentions because we're smarter now. We know that we have life in the power of our tongue, but we also have death in the power of our tongue. We have victory in the power of our tongue, or we have defeat. We have sickness, or we have health. We have abundance or lack. The list is endless. But from now on, we will give voice to the truth. Say that with me. I will give voice to the truth. I will align myself with the kingdom of heaven glory to God. Now the beauty of this relationship with the creator of the universe is that he's asked us, imagine this, he's asked us to collaborate with him to partner with him in bringing the kingdom of God to the earth in calling things that be not as though they were he's calling us to frame our world with divine and life giving words like he did. We've been empowered to stand against To use our tongue to declare and decree and to stand against lack, against sickness, against anything that dares to roar itself against the proclamation of heaven, which is saying, as it is in heaven, so shall it be on earth. Glory to God. Friends, there's no lack in heaven. There is no sickness in heaven. There's no despair in heaven. We're not called to roll over and let the enemy lay siege to our life. We are not called to set up camp in the desert. We're definitely not called to surrender to hell's intentions. We are called to run this race and to win. We're called to be like Caleb and Joshua. Yeah, they broke out of the pack, right? It took a little courage for two guys out of all that whole crew that were negative and evil and, no, no, it's impossible. Two men who believed God. That's you and I, friends. We're going to stand firm on God's promises and we're going to lead others into this new place of blessing. We've not been called to defeat or decay, but to victory. I'm telling you We've been destined to overcome. You've been destined to overcome. You've been destined to overcome. You've been destined to reign in life by one Christ Jesus. Now, we can actually abort our own prayers with our words. Did you know that? That's why Zachariah was struck dumb, couldn't speak for the whole nine months his wife, was pregnant with John the Baptist. Because God did not want that blessing... Aborted. Now, pretend. Just pretend. You'll figure out as I'm going that this is pure pretend. All right, so I, um, I had a prayer meeting this morning. And I was praying, and I even called my friend Peggy to please agree with me. Oh, Peggy, I've got this big problem in my marriage. I really need help. I need agreement. He's so mean. He's so awful. And I don't think the marriage, and I, you know, I'm going on and on and and she agrees with me and, okay, all right, I'm believing God. So then I go on with my rest of my day and I run into her in the grocery store. This is at least seven hours later, okay? She says to me, how's the marriage? And I'm thinking, I say to her, Peggy, it's terrible. It's awful. It's just not going to make it. Now tell me, am I speaking victory or defeat? Did anything that happened in that prayer meeting, is there going to be any answers to that prayer? There can't be. Even if it was a powerful and effective prayer. Even if two or three agreed, the Bible says any two or three agreed, it's done. Except... I mean, all I'm saying is if, if I go around saying this prayer is not going to be answered, it's impossible. I'm, I'm simply aborting any prayer that I pray with my own words. At any given moment, I'm aligning myself with heaven's intentions or hell's. We will either speak and declare and participate with God in calling forth kingdom realities Or we'll yield to the flesh. Because let's face it, that's really why we usually speak the negative. Because we've got this angst inside, this frustration. And so we have to let it out. But unfortunately, letting it out like that isn't always the smart thing to do. There's a reason that James says if anyone does not stumble in his words, he's a perfect man. Complete and mature, able also to bridle the whole body. So before we get started with my 50 reasons (laughs) why to make declarations, I'm only going to give you three tonight, don't worry. (laughs) Let me explain as simply as I can what a declaration is. It's a simple statement of faith based on the word of God. And, unless, and in case it feels so too complicated for you as we're going, you can take anything out of the word and put your name in it. Absolutely anything. Glory to God. Now, my first experience with declarations was when we were believing God for a child. And we were told it was impossible. My husband's sperm was, what, 0.5%. wasn't going to happen. I had issues. It wasn't going to happen. So the doctor said, Nope. Try adoption, try something else. So okay, I'll go home and I talk to the Lord. I said, Lord, I want to know what you have to say about this. So I opened my Bible. I just did this actually. And I the Lord gave me Hebrews ten twenty three. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. So the Lord was showing me right up front, my words mattered. And I was not to waver, but speak his word with faith. And then he started giving me all these other verses. And I know you've all experienced the same awesome thing, right? Like one verse was a little odd, Proverbs 13, 4, The diligent shall be made fat. But my spirit was so quickened with that, I knew if I was diligent to believe God, to trust God, to stand on his word, uh, we were going to have our own children. The Lord made that very clear. Another verse, Psalm 113, verse 9, He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. I started believing that, speaking it out loud. No one had ever taught me about declarations. Luke 1, Blessed is she who believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her of the Lord. And like I said, in those days, no one told me about speaking the word out loud, that I could increase my faith. I think we've talked about that before, friends. With vitamins, I mean, if you overdo them, they just go down the toilet. Right? But with the word of God, you can overdose and overdose and take extra. A whole lot. Three times a day, four times a day, 20 times a day. And every bit of it sticks. And faith keeps building and building and building and transformation is occurring. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to, like I said, I never heard of declarations. I only knew God gave me these words and I intended to stand on them and trust them that they would come to pass and they did. So here's number one reason tonight for making declaration of God's words daily. Number one, declaring God's words builds my faith. It'll build your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. What better way to hear it than from your own mouth? Why? Because I'm the one that can tell the second doubt starting to creep in. I'm the one who can tell right away when I'm feeling intimidated. I'm the one right away that can sense anxiety building up oh, I don't know if this is going to happen. No, right away I can just speak out the word of the Lord. And by the way, what good is faith? Thank you for laughing. That's a laughable question, isn't it? Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Glory to God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is what keeps us from those fiery darts getting through to our hearts. Um, Albert was talking this morning about the hurt that can get in people's hearts when they take offenses. You know That's why Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. <laughs> Glory to God. And how many times almost every miracle Jesus performed, he turned to the person and said, as your faith is, be so be it unto you. Glory to God. So friends, I guarantee you're going to need some faith down the road. And I bet every one of you have stories to tell about miraculous things that have already happened in your life because you dared to believe God. But I'm telling you, you're going to need some more faith in the future. And we need to keep building up our faith. We need to declare it. Let's declare it today. Mighty is the Lord God, is the Lord God. in the midst of me. Midst of me. That's a quote straight out of Zephaniah 3.17, by the way. All right, number two, declaring God's word as the fast track to transformation. Ooh, wow. Glory to God. And I fully intend to participate with God in the renewing of my mind. How many of you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Also, we understand hopefully by now that the highest spiritual warfare is not dealing with the principalities and the powers over Afghanistan and the Middle East. The highest spiritual warfare that goes on is right here in our minds. That's one of the big reasons why we want to be planting truth in our inward parts. So I'm declaring those truths over and over and over until they sink into my heart and new strongholds of faith and hope and peace are establishing. I'm Declaring what God says until strongholds of righteousness and authority in the Holy Ghost take root in my mind and in my heart. And frankly, I want to think what God thinks, and I think you do too. I want to see what God sees. I want to believe what God believes about me, about my family, about my church, about my nation. So yes, I'm declaring consistently and constantly what God says. Now, the key moments, friend, in our life is whenever our life is contradicting something that the word says. I mean, just the last week, I was dealing with a physical issue. So do I succumb and say, oh, God's word's wrong? No, God's word is never wrong. I'm the one that has to get with the program, right? So I just double my dose of the word of God. Hallelujah. When my life experience seemingly contradicts what God's word says, I speak it louder and longer. (laughs) And there's voices. Maybe you've experienced it already. That shout from the inside. That's not true about you. That'll never work for you. That's the time to speak a little louder. (laughs) That song we sing, I'll sing a little louder. I'll shout a little louder. Hallelujah. It's called resistance. I mean, it's like going to the gym. You're not going to build more muscle unless you lift a little heavier weight. Yeah. And I'm going to dare to get you... I mean, I'm, I'm going to really be working with this declaration thing because they've changed my life. They really have. I, I used to deal with such, such a sense of rejection and, and sorrow and grief and futility... Bless her heart. Helen, this morning, she said, what did you say to me? (laughs) She says, get a life, like I thought. That's just downright funny. I mean, I remember dealing with so much futility just a few years ago, like that my life had no significance, and I wasn't doing anything worthwhile. And now it's like, yeah. And I really actually have it written in the inside of one of my pages of my Bible where the Lord said to me, Debbie, your life is rich and full. And I think I just started to declare it that way. My life is rich and full. Hallelujah. I mean, the lies, we just have to combat the lies constantly with the truth of God. Hallelujah. If we want to experience something higher, friends, we've got to believe something higher. If we want to believe something higher, we must hear something higher. And we better just start hearing it out of our own mouth. <laughs> I'm growing in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have the mind of Christ. Glory to God. I have the word of God guiding my steps. I see people with eyes of love. Start declaring that over yourself. I'm more than a conqueror. His kingdom is being seen in me. Hallelujah. Number three, declaring God's word releases his power into the situation. Hallelujah. For example, a declaration I make daily now is that God is gloriously at work in my children's lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, A gal was at the church recently, I don't know, a few weeks back, and we were chatting and talking, and she wanted to share with me. And I mean, I'm sure you've all experienced the same thing where people start telling you about their family issues. We all have family issues, right? And um, I said to her, you know, I want to encourage you to start declaring daily. God is gloriously at work in my family's life. And she looked at me like, but is he? And I said, what? And if we prayed about it, this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So if we prayed, he's working. And you might as well add the word gloriously, right? Wasn't it Steve Bachlin that was here several years ago and he said, God's at work 7,000 times more than we think he is. And I kept, and I was telling this gal that, and she says, "What? Where'd you get that?" Well, it from the cave with Elijah. Remember when he's moaning and groaning? He's saying, "God, I'm the only one. I'm the only one." And and the Lord said to him, "There are seven thousand others who have not bowed their knee." Amen. So you might as well add that to your declaration list, right? God's gloriously at work in my children's life. Plus, the Lord showed me this amazing scripture lately from Zechariah 10 think it's verse 8 where it says, I'm hissing, I'm whistling for your children. Are you guys familiar with that verse? Oh, it's so wonderful. Yeah, so that's my new one. God's hissing, whistling. Psst, 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 psst. Come to me, come to me, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Okay, where am I? Yes, like I said before, it's possible with my own words to abort or cancel my own prayers. Or I can just get the angels so busy that they have to call in reinforcements. Right? Hallelujah. The Bible says a double-minded man won't receive anything from the Lord, but faith pleases God. And it's intentionally speaking truth that's going to give God something to work with. Romans 10.10, 10, a heart that believes and a mouth that confesses unto salvation. Remember, salvation is more than forgiveness of sins. We're talking about health. We're talking protection. We're talking provision. We're talking about deliverance. We're talking about victory. Jeremiah 1.12 is an amazing, amazing verse. I should look up the whole story to tell you someday because it's in the Hebrew, it's all about this vision and this picture that God gave him. But here's what that does not look right at all. Okay, I gave you the wrong verse maybe. Um, is this? I don't know. I'm way off. Sorry, Jer- and Jennifer. <laughs> I am watching over my word to perform it. I know that's in Jeremiah somewhere. Maybe it's chapter 2. I don't know. Right. Is it chapter 2, verse 12? It is 112? Yeah. Oh, well, somehow we just got something Oh, this is actually the James verse, isn't it? If we stumble in many ways. Oh, well. It's okay, right? But God does say, I'm watching over my word. He's watching over it to perform it. Isaiah 55, 11, So shall my word go, go be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall never return to me void. It shall accomplish what I please. Every time God says it. And it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. Listen, God wants his word in our mouth. He wants us to align ourselves with the intentions of heaven. He wants to do great things in you and in your life. Just like Ezekiel, he's looking for someone who will dare to prophesy even to the dead bones. Even to the dead relationships. Even to the dead dreams, to the dead finances, to the walking dead among us in our families and right in our city. Ezekiel 37.4. Oh, do I love this verse. I love this chapter. Are we stuck? The Lord says to Ezekiel, now first he had Ezekiel... Look over the whole valley. He says, I want you to get closer. Inspect these dead bones. Come on. Do you see them? Do you see how dead they are? Yep. And then he writes about, yeah, they're they're not even, they're dry. (laughs) They're dry. And then he says, prophesy to these bones. Friends, really that's what a declaration is. It's a prophecy. We are prophesying to the bones. And I want you to say, it's supposed to come out of our mouth. Say to them, oh, you dry bones, come on, hear the word of the Lord, and it's going to come out of my mouth. So listen. Verse 5. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely. Ooh, use that word, right? Certainly. This is going to happen. I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. Woof. And verse 6, I will lay limbs sinews upon you. And I will bring flesh upon you. And he goes on and on and on and on. And he went on to speak the word of the Lord to those dead bones. And I'm not sure Ezekiel felt any hope. What do you think? Because those bones are still dead. And listen, when you start speaking your declarations, you're not going to see any big changes just like that. You're going to still see the dead. You're going to still see the impossible but you are going to speak in faith and you are going to know that God's watching over his word and he's performing it. And look what happens in verse 7. There was a noise. What do you think it sounded like with the dead bones? Might have been a little scary even, right? <laughs> and suddenly there was a rattling and the bones came together Bone to bone, glory to God. Listen, we can't speak the living, breathing word of the Holy God without something happening. I'm telling you, the power of God is released to work even with mustard-sized faith. And that's the power, again, of declarations. They increase our faith, and they increase our faith, and they increase our faith. Hallelujah, I'm running out of time, so let me recap. Not only do I desperately want to increase my faith, I want to increase my faith. How many in this house want to increase their faith? All right. I also want to partner with God in the transformation of my soul. Remember, we talked about that. There is no limit. No limit to the transformation that's possible in your life. Your life. Your life. We're the ones that just have to get with the program and get the word of God in us. Hallelujah. I want to see miracles. Who would like to see miracles Hallelujah. I want to see God break into some of my real life situations. I want to stop aborting my own prayers. And I want to partner with God in releasing his power in the earth, in my nation, and in my family. So I'm going to continue to make declarations. I'm going to intentionally speak his word, his living, breathing, powerful truth over my life and over the lives of my children and my grandchildren, and over my nation, I'm strongly asking you tonight to consider making at least 10 a day. Can you try that for me? Do a little experiment. Listen, just recently um, I heard this brother, well now God's using him in a big, big way, but for a while he had to travel like 1,500 miles weekly. And no I got the wrong thing. I don't know how many miles he traveled. All I know is that while he was traveling, he made 1,500 declarations a day. 1,500. i like, what the world? Well, you know what? God's mightily at work in his life right now. And Steve Bachman, you know, I quote him a lot. He's the one that is behind ignitinghope.com and all the, the good stuff. He was here in our church a few years back. He bought himself a clicker at the hardware store, and he just makes 100 a day. Click, click, click. I mean, and you you might think it's so hard, but just take um, my God shall supply all my needs. You can probably get 15 or 20 off of that. God is supplying all of my financial needs. God is supplying me with all the friends that I need. God is supplying me with all the favor that I need. I mean, there's just, ah, oh, hallelujah. So we'll continue next week. I, you, I preach again next Sunday night, and anyway, it'll be wonderful. So I got a few declarations for you tonight. Are you ready? Okay, here's number one. I'm encouraging myself in the Lord. I'm, encouraging myself in the Lord. I'm stirring up my faith. I'm not relying on anyone else to build up my faith or to encourage my heart. I refuse to abort my prayers. I shall believe God. God. And I shall prophesy prophesy to the dead things in my life. life. I will exercise the same spirit spirit. of faith faith. as David David. And and all the heroes of the Bible. I'm unlocking my future By releasing the truth of God's word word. over every situation. situation. I'm aligning myself myself with heaven's intentions. intentions. By speaking the living, breathing word of God, God, I'm 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 demolishing strongholds of fear and worry and anxiety. And I'm establishing a mindset, establish a mindset. Of, faith, of faith, of joy, of joy. and peace. And peace. I'm, partnering with God I'm partnering with God in the transformation of my soul. Of my soul. Daily, I'm God Daily I'm giving God something to work with. To work with. I'm planting truth I'm planting in my inward parts. I'm declaring with my mouth. I'm making confession unto salvation. And God is watching to perform His Word in my mouth. Stand with me. Oh, Father, we love You, we love You, we love You. We thank You that You're at work, gloriously at work, that You answer our prayers. Thank You that You're increasing our faith. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful, wonderful people that you have such plans and such destiny for. Lord, stir up faith that we would partner with you, collaborate with you in calling things that be not as though they were. That we would frame our world with your words in our mouth. And Lord, I thank you. I want to thank you right now that your power is being released into every situation that's represented right here, right now. In Jesus' name, and I'm declaring and decreeing the victory is yours in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Have a great week, a great week. I'll be glad to pray with anybody who wants any prayer. Come on up. And then if anybody can help me.